Welcome to season seven of Savvy Talk. I'm excited to bring you the leading voices from those shaping Dubai's cultural scene. Bespoke designs, striking jewelry, and rooted in culture. Today, my guest is Nadine Kenzo, the creator and founder, CEO of Bilarabi Jewelry. I am so excited to have this episode with her because when I think about Arab culture and how we can really build a brand that exports who we are as an identity, the first person I think of is Nadine. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Nadine Kenzo, my guest today for today's episode. Thank you for having me. It's a beautiful introduction. I'm happy to be uh, promoting the, the culture and the identity. Let's talk a little about your story. So today is our first time meeting. We saw each other at an event several years ago, but I love that, that we are kind of having our first real conversation here with everyone so we can really dive deep a little bit about your story, your journey. Tell us a little about yourself. Um, I've moved to Dubai 23 years ago. I've started my brand around 18 years back. Uh, it all started out of love to who we are as Arabs and uh, how proud we should be as Arabs. Uh, so I had a struggle uh, around 9-11. So I was asked to do a photography exhibition uh, at the V&A in London. And it was called Arabize Me. So uh, Arabize Me was the start, if you want, of this kind of thinking. How am I going to uh, portray who we are? What is my message? How I want to go about it? And I felt at that time we were uh, attacked, if you want, by the media and who we are as Arabs. And we were all put in a place that we are all terrorists and all of that. Yeah. So this did not sit well with me. Mm -hmm. I had to do something about it. And obviously it was through uh, uh, my photography and then it kind of translated into uh, jewelry. And it What did you take brand. pictures of? So basically uh, I would come to you, you as an Egyptian, take your picture and ask you to hold a paper uh, that had a small collage of what I like usually to do, collages with words and whatever. And then uh, and the ghutra of the Arabic, uh, ghutra that uh, uh, the Arabs wear. And obviously then I would say, hubbi Arabi, my love is Arabic. Or talk to me in Arabic. And I would write Bilarabi without a tarif, so it would become Bilarabi like you actually hear, hear it. it. Exactly. So for me, these messages were uh, were embedded in me and, and I wanted them to be out. I wanted my message to be um, introduced to everyone who did not know who we are because we are not only one category, like everybody yeah, else in the world. Then. So I wanted to show the pride we have in our language, who we are. We're uh, designers, we're uh, PR people, we're uh, artists, we're, uh, you know, uh, politicians. We are we are good people. And uh, we have a beautiful message to say. We have a beautiful language. We have a huge history of who we are. Uh, we brought so much to the world that people had forgot forgotten, like, all of that. And they've put us in one place and they said, like, no, you are that kind of thing. That... Uh, I wanted to fight back on. Mm -hmm. And uh, the way I could do it is through my art. Wonderful. So you're so, using your art photography. Then you, when did you switch into jewelry and how did the jewelry business get started? So after the first exhibition at the V&A, uh, I came to Dubai and one of the galleries said, I want to show your, your work. I want to show your pictures. I want to have this exhibition done. These are amazing. So I started working with IVDE gallery. At the time, it used to be B21. She showed my work. And then from that, I felt that, that okay, you come into the exhibition, you look at the picture, it says 
بحبك بالعربي تفكيري عربي my thinking is Arabic okay so my message if it wants to go like on a larger scale or to a wider audience how am I going to do that mm-hmm. so basically I said like why don't we have our letters in Arabic we had the names we had Allah we had the Quran we had yeah. you know some verses or whatever but we never really had the initial in Arabic so this is where I was like okay I'm going to wear my uh, my initial in Arabic This you were is, one of the first people to ever do it. I I am the first yeah, person who just, did it. Yeah. Uh, we had things in the souk, uh, as I said, uh, but never the initial in jewelry. So I did the first ring, which had a noon. Uh, and then uh, Zayan at the time, who had sauce rocks, uh, sauce, uh, sauce yeah. uh, said like, okay, I want some of these pieces. I want a ring in, uh, for me. I want a ring for a friend. And this is how it all started. Another friend of mine, Rasha Shath, she goes, I want to have my R. And I found myself making making these. And then people said, like, well, how about a necklace? How about an earring? I did not have a name for the brand. I was just doing this. I was like, okay, I need to do a packaging. I need to, to, to brand this because it's becoming not an art project anymore, but a business. And I found myself uh, looking for a name. And I said, Like, why am I going so far? The exhibition was, was called Arabize Me or Mean Anna uh, in photography. And and I was writing all these words in Hubbi Arabi, Hkini Bil Arabi, and all of this. Like, okay, it has to be Bil Arabi. And no, it's as simple as that. It's a very simple name in it, Arabic. Exactly. And it comes from the heart, obviously. It comes from who we are. And this is how it started. And what was it like to go from creating something for a few friends to now it's like a it's a company and you're like an entrepreneur now. I am. Customers, and, um, products, packaging, sales. It's, it's We're still growing organically 18 years down the road. Uh, it, it's been a really uh, beautiful journey because obviously, as I said, it's from the heart and it's, it has a message and a statement. And uh, it was never about the money or about the business. And it's still kind of not, but things... After 18 years, you get pulled into uh, doing so many things that you might not totally agree with, like, you know, uh, because you think it's a still a, a statement and it's still an art project. But at the end of the day, you have an office at D3, you have six employees, you have stores that you retail at, you have influencers that uh, influencers that were your uh, thing, you have obviously a, a PR agency, uh, and then you have to... Do what you have to do. So it's a learning curve. It's a beautiful journey. And I don't know, you, you might ask me what you want to do later. And probably you're going to ask me that. <laughs> I have uh, no clue if I don't plan five years down the road. It's not It's not who I am. It's not what I do. So, yeah. And, and it's changed a lot in 18 years. So when you started your business, there weren't online websites and e-commerce. You were selling them at retail stores. 100%. And today... You have a whole online end-to-end offering, correct? We do, and we're working actually at the moment our website. Uh, it has a new look, but uh, we will like announce it uh, a little bit later on when, once everything is like clean and uh, no glitches and all of that. What was that like, that journey from going from retail? And do you still have it, sell it in retail or is it just yeah. online only now? No, no, we do sell in retail. We have our showroom in uh, D3. Obviously, we, we sell with Bloomingdale's, Unas, that store. And obviously, we do a lot of trunk shows around the region. And we have, uh, obviously, clients from Australia to London to LA uh, who ask us for things. Uh, Paris, London, you name it. Uh, we do we do all of that. It has been interesting for somebody who comes from the art world 
world and not from the, you know, the, the managing slash business kind of a thing. I keep on learning a lot, actually. Uh, I'm not good with numbers, but I manage. So yeah, I'm not good with numbers fine. either. You're no, okay. You're fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. As long, <laughs> as long as I'm doing, I'm, I'm not going in the red. Let's yeah. put it this way. We're growing year on year. Uh, maybe not uh, 10% or all of these big numbers, but we're very, uh, a very healthy business. We grow uh, every year and, and I'm happy with that. You know, I have my peace of mind. Yeah. And that's important. It is. Do you feel like an artist or an entrepreneur? No, definitely an artist. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I am an artist. Yeah. I try. Um, I am an, obviously an entrepreneur because I built something uh, from scratch and it's doing well after 18 years and we have potential to grow in the market and not only in the UAE, obviously, and across the region, Saudi, uh, all of that. And hopefully uh, globally uh, with the right partnerships, uh, obviously. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, but no, I'm at heart, I'm a, I'm a designer, I'm an artist. Let's talk a little bit about that globally piece that you just mentioned, because one of the things that I like to do with my platform and brand is like, I love to be a poster child for Egypt and Dubai and also, you know, export everything I do to share that with my friends and family and business associates in the U S how are you thinking about Arab identity and culture and sharing that with the world and what do we have to do to do more of that? I think we're at a much much better place nowadays. Uh, if I think 18 years back, there was a struggle who we are as Arabs and all the, again, I'll go back to 9-11 as a, as a point because a lot of people at that time felt that they didn't want to name their kids. And I always say that in all my interviews, like Arabic names, I heard it. I, I know people, it's like, okay, no more, uh, you know, uh, Omar or no more uh, whatever it is or yeah. Amr or Muhammad uh, things or that Muhammad. are very obvious exactly that these are so names. let's go to Morjad Jude and and all Adam. of that which is which is fine but then I felt at that time we're losing a lot of who we are and this is why I started actually uh, this this business or not business like this project uh, I feel today we're much better because I think countries like the UAE have put people like us on the map and actually put this region region on the map to showcase that not only the talent, the mentality, who we are really and how, how beautiful we are. Beautiful and not, um, I mean, not physically, uh, but in terms of like how we look at things, how we are welcoming, how we're loving and how we're accepting of, uh, of, uh, of everyone, which is not unfortunately found in, uh, anymore uh, in other countries. So for me, how to go globally and my message, it has always been, you know, you need to see who we are. You need to understand us. You need to learn our story like we learn your story. Why am I at school learning the French uh, Revolution and not uh, uh, learning about uh, Ibn Sina or, you know, you name it. Yeah. Whatever. We can discuss that uh, as, you know, as, as long as we can. We need to show the world that we are, you know, uh, we have strong heritage, strong culture, and it is a beautiful one. From Arabic to Islam to whatever you wanna, you, you want, you know, you have it all here. What's the, um, what do you think is the, like, the thing that people don't understand the most about Arab culture? They confuse it with Islam. I think uh, this is, this is one of the struggles I find in my, in my brand. 
So basically, the well-traveled people understand Bilarabi, the brand, mm-hmm. and they see how modern or contemporary it is, how bling it is, how like cool and fun, like artists, uh, singers, all these people relate to it. People who traveled, who know, you know, who who are cultured. Uh, people who are not and just listen to the media in one way, then like, oh my God, uh, you have an Arabic name? No, this is like it becomes. You know, it becomes political, or I would say, I would say, ignorant in 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 some some ways, and this is where the struggle is, struggle is for businesses like mine. Yeah, hundred percent, because they don't they have to not just promote their brands, but they have to also tackle other issues that have to do with the culture. That exactly, that they're bundled to, into dealing with. Yeah, so guys, Arabic is not Islam. You know, you have Christians that are Arabs, like you know, just like learn a little more about who we are. One of the things that I think a lot of people, especially on social media, most of people communicate in English. True. And yesterday, a friend of mine was telling me that at her her company here in Dubai, that they're trying to force people to write emails in Arabic to uh, preserve the language yeah, and I the guess, culture. Of course. So because a lot of your work is the typography of the uh, letters, the calligraphy, yeah. the calligraphy of the letters, why is that penmanship like so important to you? And what can we do to preserve the art of the language and the letters and actually speaking, talking, drawing, communicating in Arabic. I mean, we have to push it as far as much as we can. You have to start at home. I mean, we were talking just before starting uh, our conversation uh, now. We were saying that, uh, you know, my kids read Arabic, but probably not fluent. They speak well, they can communicate, uh, but probably they will not be able to write you a proper paragraph in Arabic. Uh, and that is sad, you know. I push them as much as they can, but they're surrounded by English, French, and and all other languages, and it's the easiest way to communicate. So if we need to protect that, we need to actually push people to love their language, to teach it in a way that they accept it mm-hmm. and are happy with it. The thing is, twenty years from like, let's say you put your kid in school, and they come out without speaking any Arabic, they'll come back to you. And this happened. Oh, and they'll be mad. And not mine. Yeah, not my kids, because obviously my kids uh, speak Arabic, have friends where the kids come back to them. It's like, why didn't you teach us Arabic? And they would tell them, we taught you Arabic, but you didn't want to be taught. But they did not insist and they let it go and they ended up not speaking their uh, mother tongue. I mean, this same conversation happened at my sister's house. Yeah, where I the mean, kids were like, "Mom, why didn't you let us like focus?" And they're like, "Cause you didn't want to go to the lessons, you didn't want to take the classes." Yeah, we need to put more effort. And they're and it. then they're like, "You didn't want to." And like, yeah, but I was six years old. Why were you listening to me? Why didn't you force me to do it? Hundred percent. This is what my message would be. You know, have the patience because you need a lot of patience because there's going to be a lot of struggle. Yes, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to class. I don't want the Arabic teacher to come home, uh, and then you end up losing a language. It's a hard By, language to understand. Yeah, but so is Chinese and, and people are starting, sorry, to learn Chinese before Arabic and they're Arabs because they think the economy is going to be all about the Mandarin, China yeah, and speaking. like, sorry, no, you know, you preserve your own identity. This is your strength. This is your language. This is what you, what holds you together as not only a family, but as a nation, as an Arab world. You lose that. What, Yani? Really? What do you have left if you don't have your identity? Exactly. I mean, obviously, we're the 
children of the world. And uh, we, we, we travel and we fly and we live everywhere now and you're on Zoom and you don't need any, any of that. But I think it's sad to see all of that, uh, you know, being, you know, evaporated, if yeah. you want, or, or losing it. And if they are asking people to write their messages in, uh, in Arabic, good. We, we need to preserve that. We need How much of your success is attributed to being able to build this in the UAE? I mean, the UAE is everything. Uh, it's not only a place of heart to me. I'm Emirati at heart. This is what uh, what I always say. Uh, because I've been here 23 years and I, I kind of grew up with Dubai. Obviously, she grew up uh, much quicker and uh, stronger and, and, and faster. Uh, in parallel, I grew my business here. I started my business here. It is a platform for a lot of people, especially back in the days and still up till today. Yeah. Uh, it gives us a lot, especially coming from countries where everything was taken away from us, uh, let alone, the, you know, the civil war and then the, the invasions and you name it. Yeah. Um, the money on top of that uh, recently. Yeah. And uh, so Dubai and the UAE have been not only home, but they've been a good place uh, to plant. Yeah, incubate your idea. Exactly, well. and, and let it grow. You have room for everything. And uh, as we say in Arabic, shatir bishatartu. So basically, if you're... If You know, if you're good at it, just it you'll you'll make it. Yeah, I, I guess Dubai. I mean, the UAE is is the place to be. Yes, always and forever. Always and forever. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the jewelry line. So, how do you release like products every season? Are you more rings, bracelets? Talk to us about the the essence of your collections and tell us a little bit more about what to expect coming up. As I said, it's about love. So you have the word love, hub or bhabak, always in 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 my work. Uh, it's based on mainly on that, obviously, and mainly on calligraphy. We release, I release, because I'm the sole designer yeah. so far. Uh, every year, a collection, but okay. throughout the year, we will have few pieces just to bring attention to certain events like Ramadan or uh, you know the start of the summer. We do something with a small turquoise or or all of that. So all the collections are named in Arabic, obviously. So you have the latest collection, which would be Hobby, which is this one. Oh, wow. Um, That's gorgeous. So you can't see the word hub, but it's there. It's there. So basically going back to trying to put this product in the, in the West. So something like that would be uh, perfect mm -hmm. because you have Arabic. It says hub, but you can't see They it. You can't see it. Even as an Arab. So you have to look for it. Um, So um, that's my latest collection. Otherwise, you'll have all of these. You have this from last year, which that is called is Tame, Tame, which means love. And then you have love on the sides. So every time, uh, I mean, if you look at my jewelry from the beginning all the way till now, it was more basic with the letters and the words Bhabbak and very plain gold, very sculptural, very, you know, just like... Uh, You, what you see is what you get, very classic. And obviously with time, it became more abstract, more evolved. Uh, you would use words like wow, hobby uh, Arabi. So all of that. So it's a little bit more modern uh, or like more discreet, more abstract. The calligraphy has evolved a lot. And this is, I think, a strength that I have is I don't stick to 
the same thing. It is basically the same, but the evolution is quite a major when you look at calligraphy and typography. And you sit in the studio and you write it yourself? Yeah, so basically I sketch. I come up with a story and a name for the for the collection. Uh, I uh, have some sketches sent to the workshop. And the workshop, they actually work on, um, depending on which workshop I work with. Yeah. Some of them are fully handmade like this one, like Hope. The gold one, yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. This is our, one of our classic. And otherwise, you go to a 3D more uh, uh, stuff and then you just send this. They do it in, and the cast model. it yeah. and model it. Or the wow, where you have actually enamel, which is very uh, popular nowadays. And then you just do the calligraphy. They take it, they mold it, they put it in the oven, they take it, they polish it, they bring it back. It's like your babies. You see them go, yes, go in from a, a sketch and design to comes back to a product that you're actually wearing. Yeah, there's a lot of pride in what I do, not only because it's Arabic, but also because we produce in the UAE. So everything is made here. Wow, I didn't know that. So everything is made in the UAE. Uh, and this is uh, great. I mean, from handmaking, totally like really uh, uh, handwork to more modern and like up to standards like Italy and, and, and Europe. What's next for you? What's next for me? I mean, I did a beautiful collaboration with Guerlain not long ago. So I'm in the archives of Guerlain. So this is a global thing. Wow. Uh, and that was a major collaboration that probably opened the door to a lot of things, uh, which I'm grateful for. What's the future is grow the business and make it more of a business and maybe find a business partner, investor and take it to the next level, hopefully. Wonderful. So if you have any ideas, yeah, please. Yeah, we're going to get those <laughs> going right away. Uh, and make it more actually found in, you know, in Paris, London with people who understand the brand and would love to, to you know, to, to be part of this journey. Because obviously today, today we are in a better place in the Arab world. Of course. So we have a stronger voice politically and and obviously on the fashion level on the design level which is which is amazing so hopefully for better things who inspires you or where does your inspiration come from i, I mean say? it does it comes from within i always say that because as a creative you have to have that talent you have to have that urge to actually want to create you keep on thinking and you keep on dreaming of what you want to do next in terms of design and creativity so either you're creative or you're not no matter how hard you try if you are not you are not so just if you want to have a brand just like have someone designed for you that's okay but don't call yourself a designer if you're not um, it comes from looking at people and being inspired by them. Uh, I'm inspired by love. I obviously inspired by what's happening around me when it comes to war. I think my message when it comes to love, uh, I say it and I try to, you know, live it, uh, live it and, and talk about it all the time because I think when we find love, we find peace. And I think in this part of the world and actually nowadays, everywhere in the world you need uh, you need love and you need peace so if my message is that i hope i can make a slight change you are making a change and you are making a Shala. difference and you are inspiring us nadine where can people find you follow you or even buy bill arabi jewelry you can find me in my office most of the time <laughs> Um, in D3, Dubai Design Districts, this is where our showroom is. Obviously, you can find us at that store in Mall of the Emirates. We are with the Bloomingdale's in uh, Dubai Mall, Unas Online, 
we are in Bujlara, <laughs> if you want, if you happen to have a coffee there. Uh, and obviously online uh, through our website, belarabi.ae. Nadine Kenzo, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for you having me. You inspired me. You inspired us all. Belarabi. Thank you. Belarabi. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.